In this episode, we're gonna talk about how to grow a highly profitable business with less stress. We're gonna talk to a business expert who says that learning marketing is hard, but not learning marketing is even harder. This is P is for Profit. You're listening to the P is for Profit podcast with Adam Lean, where it's not about how much you make, it's about how much you keep and how much freedom you enjoy. Welcome to P is for Profit. My name is Adam Lean, and I, along with the rest of the team at the CFO Project, are passionate about helping business owners improve the profitability of their business. My guest today is Dan Cushell. He's a business and marketing expert who helps businesses grow leads, sales, and profits so that you can have a bigger impact, reach more people, and have more of a contribution. Dan, welcome to the show. Adam, it's awesome to be here. Thank you. Oh man, I'm excited to jump in and find out, uh, you know, you have a very interesting background and you help businesses grow, uh, grow profitable businesses. And of course, we're all about that. So before we really dive in, just tell us who you are and your background and, and what got you into this. Uh, it, it's uh, a fascinating journey. I, you know, it started back in the late 80s. Uh, Adam, my sister got me a role in the summers while I was going to college, I played college baseball, which was a, a blast. And I thought that was going to be my way out of the inner city of Detroit. And uh, baseball didn't quite work out. But my sister had got me this position and role to work in this direct response marketing company all the way back in the late 80s. And I don't know about you, Adam, but I got fascinated, right? Like when you, like when you find something you enjoy you take a deep dive into it. And so for me, I was fascinated how people would respond. Like we were running radio, TV ads, direct mail, high volume. And I was so fascinated by how people would respond to stuff, not just respond, but then they would actually buy stuff. And I started studying. I started, I got coaches and mentors like Tony Robbins, Brian Tracy, uh, Tom Hopkins, and many more all the way back then uh, was introduced to the concepts of the E-Myth. And, and this was like a part-time thing. And when I got out of college, I was like, well, what am I going to do? And I started my first business in 1992. And we went out to help fitness club owners or health club owners grow their business. And we had an irresistible proposition with a a tweak compared to anybody else in the industry where we would assess their entire staff on, on their ability to sell and create revenue in the business. And we had a a methodology to do an assessment all the way back then in, in 1992 and so we had a before picture of their team, their company, where they were, where they wanted to go. And then we had training and we had a way to deliver them business uh, in the time we worked together. Uh, and then what happened is I learned, you know, I was 22 years old. I learned what I didn't know about business. So I, we were good at generating clients, but there's a big difference between having a superpower of generating clients and actually running the business. And so the business didn't work out. My partner did work out had a big mess on my hands. And fast forward, you know, a lot of what I've done has been learning through the mistakes I've made to help other people avoid those mistakes. I've since had 11 companies. I've been very blessed, Adam, to uh, grow um, eight companies, either to seven or eight figures, three companies I, you know, basically buried in the backyard. So I've got that soiled t-shirt to to learn from. And uh, today we get to help uh, clients, business owners, entrepreneurs, founders, CEOs grow with far less stress. And uh, in these uncertain times, you know, it's a gift to be able to help people get relief from some of the typical stress and some of the typical 
you know, anxiety that's going on or worry about like, am I going to be able to make payroll this week? Or am I going to be able to, you know, cover my overhead and, and do it, not just that, but then be able to thrive beyond that. So, uh, so it's a lot of fun. I get to work with so many amazing people. Uh, we've since worked with over 5,000 business owners uh, through our education programs. We've had over 250,000 clients in one way or another through all our different companies over the years. And, uh, you know, it's a joy to really help people make an impact and avoid some of the complexity and mistakes. Wow. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, owning a business is, is obviously stress inducing and there's a lot of anxiety wrapped around that, but the fact remains a ton of people own businesses. And I think you, you know, you, you hit on something when you said that there's a, you know, essentially a big difference between making sales and having a business that that is that is functioning, meaning it's making a profit and, and cash flow can stay a, stay afloat. Can you sort of explain what you mean by that? To- totally. Like you know, and I learned this, you know, at a time when I ended up. I've, I've also uh, sold a couple of my companies, so I've been blessed to be able to do that. Which I've learned that in like a coaching business, which is what I was in, or publishing, that's pretty rare. And uh, so I learned through the selling of companies. I now also buy companies and, and do angel investing. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I found maybe like a lot of people where like, if you're the one responsible to generate the leads, if you're the one responsible to convert those leads to, to sales, and then you're also in the, wearing the hat of fulfillment, man, that gets tough. That's actually like, you know, at least three hats, mm. right? Yeah. And so for me, I got fascinated about, like creating systems. You know, one of my earliest influences, Adam, was the book, The E-Myth and Michael Gerber and being mentored by his organization. Yeah. And one of the biggest takeaways from that and the idea of it, which it's great on ideas. And I'll talk about implementation because this is really, really critical is find, you know, create great systems to run your business. Right. And we've discovered there's six key areas of business. We won't have time to go in all of them. But if you look at every business, small business, even a boutique business, all the way up to multinational companies, Apple, Uber, et cetera, they're really, if done right, they're compartmentalized. And you've got usually a founder, CEO, kind of visionary type that's the head of it. Then you have either a group or somebody in, in a role of implementing. And this is where a lot of companies have their, their biggest gaps or biggest holes, right? And I did too. In my failed companies, this was my biggest issue. I didn't have that implementer type or the person that can make it real. You know, visionary founders usually make stuff up. And, as, and this is a Dan Sullivan quote from Strategic Coach. And then you have the implementer or the driver or the person who helps with execution. This could be like a COO type operations person. They're the ones who make it real. And then you have compartmentally a few different categories of the business. You have sales, right? Which is different than marketing, despite what most people might think. Then you've got operations and then you've got finance, right? So who is in the role of that and what are the systems for that? And so for me, Adam, what happened, you know, back in, you know, the mid uh, early 2000s, I was building up a, you know, large coaching and publishing business. And we had about 180 employees or more. And couple offices and things were going well. We were generating a couple million dollars a month and uh, things were solid. And then imagine this, right? So imagine you've got this business, you've had it for a handful of years. Uh, you're proud of it. You're serving, you're you know, solving problems. You have very specific problems in the marketplace. And you have a two-year-old daughter, you have a son that's just born. And then you wake up one morning 
with chest pains and you call your doctor, of course, and say, hey, I'm having some issues. Your doctor says to you, uh, well, can you get yourself over to the hospital to just get checked out? Yep, I can do that. You head over to the hospital. You roll in. You, of course, maybe, you know, like you don't want to create hammock, uh, craziness in the hospital. So instead of saying chest pains, you just go, I'm having like some, like, you know, a little bit of tightness or whatever, uncomfortable. And, and they immediately, you know, you expect an emergency room that's full. Like if you, if you imagine walking in, like it's door to door, wall to wall, as you would expect in most busy city emergency rooms. And literally in like two minutes, they've got somebody helping you. And then they take some initial tests, like heart rate, different pieces. And then all of a sudden, they all hell breaks loose and they walk, get you over to a gurney. Gurney rolls into a room. Next thing you know, all kinds of mechanisms are being put all over your body, almost like 911 kind of thing. And that's what happened for me. And I uh, had four days in the hospital, knock on wood, thank goodness. It was more of a false alarm than, than anything else. But during that time, I had a surgery. I had to sign a disclaimer in the the procedure, the heart procedure that said I had a one in X chance of dying on the table. And for me, it freaked me out, Adam. And in that moment for me, it really got me to identify a lot of different things. Uh, But one, I didn't really have an asset as a business because without me being in the business, although we were still running, it was still operating, things were flowing. There was a dip almost immediately with me being out. And I realized it wasn't an asset. The other thing was I realized for me, and I got a coach to help me because I've always had, co- I believe in investing. Like if you're listening to Adam's show, like if you're connected to Adam and his group, I mean, tap into the resources that, that, that he and his team offer for support, for you know, mentoring, for collaboration, for insight that just probably isn't available anywhere else the way they deliver it, right? And so I got another coach at this time, Adam. Her name was Dr. Christy Lopez, still a good friend today. And she guided me through some, some processes. And through those processes, Adam, uh, what ended up happening was I clearly identified, although the business was great and on the outside looking in, it was you know kind of amazing. Number one, I didn't have enough systems that made it a real asset. Number two, I realized, you know what? I don't want this. I don't want 200 employees. And for me, what that did is it got me serious to go, okay, I've got to make this an asset to make it valuable so someone would want to actually buy the asset. And that's, for me, the, the learning experience because we then got darn serious. You know, We really tuned in our sales process. And it really, that was the thing that we had a couple of candidates who came in who were looking to buy it. And the main asset they wanted, in addition to the fact that we had over 200,000 clients and in addition that we had built up a subscriber list of over a million and a half people, of prospects that those of course were great assets for any business. You're like the number one asset that most people don't realize if they focus on it is building up your client base and your uh, prospect list and that, that you control, not that Facebook controls or any of these big companies, third party companies, but you control and you have a relationship with and you can connect with. So, and the, but the other part was they wanted our sales system, which they called the Phoenix model at the time, because we were able to take literally customer service type people and turn them into high performers, which they had never seen before. In fact, now really looking at it, there isn't a lot of places that have ever been able to pull that off. And we had a methodology scripting, a lot of different integrated technology that we used to make that happen. 
And that became the asset, but it was about the asset value. How, as you're watching right now, in, you know, in the times that we're in right now, how do you move your business forward? And how do you create assets in the business, in your sales system, in your marketing system, in your uh, finance system, your operation system, right? You know, finance, I mean, you've got one of the best leaders around with, you know, Adam and his organization, right? Another group that, you know, we indirectly know each other. Uh, through Josh Fonger, like the E-Myth is amazing for the idea of growth and, and systemization, you know, but a group like Work the System with Josh Fonger's company and organization, you know, they pick up where maybe ideas get left off. And, and at the end of the day, if you want to have better systems, right, and a better, more, most importantly, what do you really want? You probably don't even want systems. You want, you know, freedom. You want uh, peace of mind. You want it to not have so many sleepless nights as the business owner wearing so many hats. And that's what like the difference of really tuning in on. And, and that experience, although it was tough and you know it took a long time to kind of come through that, I'm healthier than I've ever been, Adam. Uh, I did you know, create these assets. I was very blessed. I was able to take this company that you know had done well over 80 plus million dollars and I was able to sell it to a company doing over 100 million a year. I was able to exit uh, since that time, I've been able to coach my son's uh, football team. I you know, get to spend a lot of time with my kids, probably too much for my daughter, especially. And, and they're now growing up. And I've been able to go through that journey, been able to take this experience now as well and help a lot of businesses avoid a lot of the mistakes that I've made. Uh, and especially with growing profits with less stress and having a really amazing sales and marketing system working together you know, without the holes in it, without the, you know, disjointedness, without the friction. And, uh, you know, anyway, that experience was really a catalyst to make that happen. Yeah. Wow. What a, what an experience. And I can see how something like that would really, you know, help you zone in on what's important. Um, and, and, and I completely agree with you owning an asset and, uh, insist a business that has systems makes all the difference but can you uh, can we can we dive into that a little bit more to, to anybody sure. listening? When you say own an asset and develop systems so that you will have an asset business, what are you saying? What does that mean compared to say let let's let's choose a uh, somebody that owns a heating and air business for example. Yep. Right now yep. they own a heating and air. They're they they're an expert at heating and air. They may have one or two techs in the field. Um, they have somebody in the office. How do you make their business an asset and systems-based? Well, it starts with a couple things, right? Is identifying, you know, the values of the business, right? Number one, because, you know, if you want to have a team, you know, we call this the 3D process. You document it, you duplicate it, and then you delegate it. And you test that theory, by the way, like if, if it's a good system, you can document it, meaning you do it and you do it consistently and you capture it, you duplicate it and meaning you test it with someone else and they can run through it, you know, with little or no extra help needed. Obviously, you either improve upon it or approve it and then you delegate it fully to someone to take it over. And that then shows up in multiple areas of the business. Now, the key areas this is where we see, where I see, uh, Adam, a lot of people go wrong. They go, oh, okay, well, let me 
create processes so I can clean the, the bathroom in our office. Okay, well, that's awesome. And you probably want to have that at some point, but we're not talking about those kind of processes. We're talking about needle movers. We, we refer to everything we do as needle movers and breakthroughs. What are the needle movers in your, your business? And a way to think about it is, you know, like one domino, right? What are the main dominoes or single dominoes today? Like if you're listening right now, what are the one, what's a one domino right now that if you tip that domino, it knocks over a hundred dominoes. Meaning like what's the most productive thing that you can do every given moment. And if you tune in on that, that's where you want to go to developing in our, our belief, really tune in first on tuning those processes in. Like how did I have over a hundred plus sales reps and I wasn't doing any sales myself. Uh, it was because we had a process. So sales happens to be one of those dominoes for most businesses, tuning in that predictable sales experience. So, you know, speaking to the example you gave, Adam, is, for example, some simple ways that you can, you know, really create a simple system. You know, so as if you're the founder and you're typically running jobs and you go out and, you know, however you do it, you might offer an audit for, for a potential client, which, you know, one of my, my high, um, pers- one of our, high level clients we work with is one of the best in the world at training service business owners, contractors, et cetera. Um, and he's got hundreds and hundreds of members. And so this is a kind of a common thing that, that he would share and, and I would share, which is, you know, when you go out and run, run a job, don't just run an estimate like that. Everybody offers estimates. So how can you be unique? So number one, what is your unique process with how you actually deliver what, what it is that you do and a, a framework that we have. And I can, I, I'll, I can give links at them just for sake of time. Yeah. You, know, we look at it. you want to identify, like, for example, from the way you're going to position yourself in the marketplace, right. Is, you know, number one, you want to have identify your unique market you serve, right. It's not everybody, right. It's a unique market and, or, or, you know, who do you not serve? Like get clear on that too. Right. Um, so unique market next is what is your unique message? What is it as the business that only you can say, right? That no one else can say that only you can say, what is your unique, you know, method of how you deliver what it is that you do? And then what is your unique process for delivering it? You know, a good example of this is a, is a company like, uh, it's our assessment anyway, of, of how we see this company. Uh, Dave, Dave Asprey runs a company called uh, got got involved in a, a, one of the most highly competitive commodities in the world, niche industries, if you will, in the world, coffee, right? Coffee, coffee, coffee. It's everywhere, right? Some of the biggest brands, biggest names in the world are in this. But he came into this industry and, I mean, he's dominated. He's building out a $100 million a year business off of this. And so his unique market, when he started it, he narrowed in on his market. He didn't just go, oh, coffee drinker. You know, he went, uh, fitness enthusiasts who drink coffee. That was his niche. Then he went to his unique, uh, you know, his, his unique, uh, methodology, if you will, uh, is the, the ability to add grass fed butter to the coffee, right? His unique message for, for them is get fit drinking coffee. Like, think about that. No one had ever come out with that message before, but he did get fit while you drink coffee. And then his unique offer 
or his unique process is called Bulletproof, right? Which is now transcended into like Bulletproof 360 and a lot of other, other yeah. things Interesting. rolled out of that. So if you're a service business owner, like what is your unique market that you're going for? Is get clear, who do you not want to go for, right? It's very important. Like there's certain zip codes that are probably high profile zip codes you want to go after. Maybe you can serve affluent clients better than, you know, lower level, but you wouldn't go into certain areas, et cetera. So your unique market, or it could be, you know, based on the, the service or products you offer, right? What is the unique message? Again, what is it you can say that only you can say? And now you replicate, you know, document that, you duplicate that, you delegate that, right? Um, a way to kind of come up with some of this, like, let's say you're brand new, brand spanking new. You've been introduced to Adam for the first time today, introduced to these ideas with me. Like, what's a simple way, Dan, that I can kind of start unfolding? Because it is a process. Like, you don't just solve this in like five minutes. It's a process. Um, so a, a way to get it started, this is the way we did it. So we would take, like, if you're the founder and you go out and run jobs, carry your phone with you and record what you do. And for example, you know, start looking at shifting your languaging to something like number one thing that you can do is focus on what makes you unique. Mm -hmm. In other words, what makes you different? If you go through this four layers, we'll get you a link to the actual article that walks you through this entire process. So you can do this on your own if you want, but capture that, right? You know, like, for example, if you do call it an estimate, stop calling it an estimate. Every Tom, Dick and Harry in the marketplace calls it an estimate. So if you want to be positioned for attracting higher value clients eventually, either today or in the future, come up with something different that gets people to go, well, I want that solution, right? For example, you might call it the home comfort audit, which has been popularized by one of my clients. The home comfort audit, oh yeah, I'd like a home comfort audit. That's a little different than just getting an estimate, right? right? So that's one like little simple tip for that niche. Next, if you're the founder of this business, is if you're the one running most jobs. So now instead of an estimate, you're doing a home comfort audit. Now you've got it kind of dialed in and like a checklist, right? So people can kind of see your flow of how you go through reviewing a home and or solving the problems in a home, right? That's one side. Next, record your conversation with a homeowner. So chances are there's a place where you're going to make an offer and walk them through the the problems that they have and then you're going to offer them your solution. And then there's likely some pricing involved. Record that three, four, five times. Because then what you can do is take that recording and there might be one or two where there's a conversion that's made. Sale is made, take the good ones. Then you can go get those transcribed. Lots of transcription services out there like rev.com. You can go to otter.ai, which is a free service. It won't do it perfectly, but it'll be good enough. Then now you could take that And now you can literally turn that into a script. And then what you can do is unpack it and probably create an outline. Like we generated over a hundred million dollars in business, uh, Adam. And so we have this 12 step uh, blueprint we use that's called how to sell more by selling less, the guide to enrollment mastery. Now we took all of our scripts and we made it fit so that almost any industry could work with it. It's a 12 step checklist right? To walk people through the process so that they don't feel, also don't feel sold. Like that's the other part. Most people, they don't want to be sold, but they want to buy stuff. We want to, mm, like our yeah. model, is how, how do you create a buyer's culture, right? Is you're listening. If you're that HVAC owner or service contractor going out and running the job, 
you don't want people to feel like you're a used car salesman, right? So like, how do you create an engagement, uh, an interaction, an experience, right? So that they don't feel that. Here's a solution for that. We call this the BOAT, B-O-T-E. It's an acronym. You probably want to write it down. Breakthrough, outcome, transformation, experience. As you deliver what it is you deliver in your communication and you're talking to somebody, speak to them in terms of what it does for them. Like, here's the breakthrough this is going to help help you get. Or here's the outcome it's going to, here's the problem it's going to solve. Here's the transformation it's going to give you. Here's the experience you, you can expect. And if you speak to your clients in the, that kind of term and focus on them and not what you're doing, but what they get from it, it's amazing. And that's essentially this 12-step blueprint helps people have that conversation. And it's also how we've been able to turn like customer service people into high performers in businesses, brick and mortar. Uh, you know, you brought up service contract, like service contracting businesses, medical uh, companies. One of our clients is really big in the stem cell industry, coaching businesses. Some of the biggest names in the mastermind, like Joe Polish and Genius Network, have utilized our strategies to help them grow and complement what they already do amazing to get to get to that next level. So unique market, get clear on that. Unique message, unique method, your unique offer, right? What is it that makes you unique, right? Deeper than just saying, oh yeah, we're different. Although that's even better than not saying it. Like if you just say, you're not going to get this anywhere else the way we do it. That can be a true statement because they're getting it from you. And I would encourage you, if you did one thing from this session, that you're listening to with us today. Just start adding that to your communication and start watching how people connect to that a little deeper. Uh, Then if you can apply the four steps, unique market, unique message, unique method, unique offer, think of the three Ds, right? This goes for, you know, most of the major dominoes in a business, sales, right? Gave you a way to get a script quickly and easily and, you know, fairly effortlessly and low cost. It's you you and and or your team. If you've got a rep going out in the field who, crushes it, makes sales all the time, get that rep to record their conversations, right? You might even want to have somebody video it at some point, a couple of them, right? These things work. And now you can start creating a process for sales. Ultimately, you can create a a process for your marketing. Ultimately, you can create a process for finance, like, you know, Adam's group with the CFO project, with with this show. I mean, you got access to I mean, at the end of the day, one of the biggest things that'll kill most business, not understanding finance. I've worked with thousands. I've reviewed over 4,000 businesses just in the last couple of years, interviewed over a, a thousand of those founders uh, or, or CEOs or business owners or entrepreneurs. And we've had over 5,000 clients. And I can tell you the number one thing, well, maybe not the number one, but one of the top handful of problems they have is typically, especially the creative. If you're kind of a creative person, you're somebody who's juiced up. Maybe you can hear a little juice in my voice. I kind of go, you can see I go off on a little bit of tangents here. Uh, and Adam, I apologize for that, but hopefully this still is serving your audience. In, oh, this is a great way. Right. But one of the top factors is, and it's not because of lack of interest. It's a lot of times because of how we've been brought up is like reading simple financial statements and understanding like, what are the dominoes in your financial statements? Like there's a couple critical numbers that if you just understand them, you're just going to have more certainty and peace and sleep better at night, right? First decade plus in my business, I just share with you. I had a lot of unsettling nights. I remember at night, like, you know, freaking out when a bank, our bank account would be low, lower and I would be freaking out wondering if like my payroll stuff was going to clear. 
right? But like, I didn't want to sit in on my financial meetings because they bored me to freaking tears. So yeah. if you're listening and you're that kind of person, man, I'm, I'm with you. Well, that's why you want to get with someone like Adam who simplifies finances. It's not tech speak. It's not accounting speak. It's, it's simplified, right? And there's a couple critical numbers, certain ratios that you can look at. Like I, I can look at almost any financial statement in minutes now at most companies in minutes. And I can identify number one, how are they doing? Like how healthy are they? Can they sustain down markets fairly easily? Will they be prosperous in, in, in like when it's a bull market and anywhere in between? Like there's only, you know, there's a couple critical numbers that you can look at very quickly and easily, especially if you're the non-financial person, right? And that gives you peace. It gives you freedom. You can sleep better at night and a whole lot more. So it's, it's having these processes, you know, Adam, kind of circling back now to your original question. You, you document it, you duplicate it, you delegate it. You know, of course, you know, my main focus as a, as a, uh, a company, our company Breakthrough 3X, we put our main focus into like growing sales and a, more of a, a predictable, steady flow of business without it being reliant on the founder, the owner, right? And other mechanisms to do that. But like when you bring the magic of that with the sales and marketing, which we primarily focus on, and then you bring the finance together, right? And simplify that. It's an amazing combination that creates exponential return. One of our clients, uh, which is public, you know, Genius Network, Joe Polish, very, really solid business was going to be successful, whether our company had any involvement with them or not. But we came in and he's one of the smartest marketers in the world. What did he need help with? with mo- what most people need help with? implementing this stuff, implementing, right? Mm, so whether yeah. it's implementing finances, you can lean on Adam and his group. You want to help implementing your marketing or your sales, you can lean on a group like ours. And there's others out there, of course. Um, but implementation, like if you're stuck, you got holes, like you're like, oh, my team can't keep up with me. Or I don't know that I have the team that can do these things, right? There's help available, especially in these kind of times. There's help. And implementation will get it done. When we worked with Joe, we came in, we saw he had a lot of assets that we could help him leverage much better than they were. We put some marketing and sales systems together. It tripled his company revenue-wise. Top line went triple. Profits went over 15 times. That's when you know like you've got a good marketing and sales system paired with a good profit system. Yeah. And uh, you know, like someone like Joe, who now on top of a very robust, amazing business serving amazing entrepreneurs in the world, one of the greatest communities in the world for high achieving entrepreneurs. He also gets to pursue a passion of his because he's got a great business where he can go help, you know, change his passion is being able to go help people with addictions and change the conversation around addiction. It's a huge, huge project to have some small part of that, that our company did to help him have a catalyst is a gift. And we've got so many different examples like that, but it happens again with, you know, strategic mindset. It happens with strategy, principle-based things, not tactical type things. And uh, mm-hmm. hopefully you're, as you're listening right now, you're getting, getting some of that, right? And uh, it's documented, duplicate it, delegate it. If you're looking at your marketing model, identify clearly what makes you unique, your unique market, your unique uh, message, your unique method, your unique offer, and focus on creating assets in these different business and, and, and then figure out how can you go out and pair a great, a really good marketing and sales system with a good finance system, and it can create exponential profits. Mm. 
Wow. Yeah. This is That's probably great. a longer answer than you wanted. <laughs> no, this is great. I took a lot of notes and I, I really like the document duplicated delegate that that makes a lot of sense. That's a way to get the business out of your head and into onto paper. And then eventually somebody else will understand and do it for you. Yes. Wow. So, uh, I mean, it, you know, the, there's a lot of resources, a lot that I mean, we could go for hours. This is very, very powerful, but Anybody listening that wants to just learn more about the, the the systems that you do, those those tools that you've you talked about, and the you know you uh, you mentioned earlier the the five P's on how to grow. Where can people find you? Yeah, the simple. We put together a uh, a simple toolkit with uh, five main tools in it. Like if you're looking to have, like we talked about the conversation, the interview method to generate more sales, right? We have a hiring blueprint. If you're a small business struggling with hiring. You know, if you're a CEO going, man, like I'm supposed to be in this leadership role, but I'm not like, you know, I'm wearing so many hats. I'm not sure what I should focus on or not focus on. We have a CEO's blueprint and checklist. I use it and it's still, it's up on my wall here. Um, if you're looking for, you know, a way to have more productivity in your role, right? We've got this mini blueprint, these blueprints we've put together for your audience and for you as you're listening right now. So if you want to get that, uh, we've had clients tell us these checklists which are very simple. They're like a couple pages. They're like, oh my God, like, why did I read like 42 books? I got like everything <laughs> I wanted in each of these little checklists here. And um, it's our gift to you. You know, you just enter your name and email. You can go get that at activate.breakthrough3x.com. That's activate, the word activate.breakthrough3x.com. Uh, that's, you know, going to be like a great starting point. Uh, we have our podcast with over 200 hours of free training. You can go check that out as well at growththefreedom.com. Yep. Oh, wow. Excellent. Activate.breakthrough3x.com. We'll put that in the show notes. And then what was your uh, podcast? Uh, growththefreedom.com. Excellent. All right. We'll put both of those in the show notes. Dan, man, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely, Adam. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, again, I would like to take thank Dan for for being here and giving us this uh, a, a lot of value and, and helping you uh, grow your uh, business. So if you'd like to see if Dan and his team can help you with your business, feel free to reach out, go to his websites. Uh, we'll put those in the show notes. Uh, but again, thank you so much for listening. And remember, the goal of your business should be to make more profit than last year and turn that profit into cash that you get to keep. Thanks for listening. The P is for Profit podcast is sponsored by the CFO Project. We help small business owners and entrepreneurs pocket bigger profits. If you're ready to discover the five changes required to boost your profits this quarter, you'll want to attend our latest presentation, Why Your Small Business Might Not Be As Profitable As It Should Be. Register at the CFO Project.com slash video.